If you're asking that question, why would I worship? My answer to you would be, you already do. You worship Ooh. the PlayStation. <laughs> you worship yourself. Ooh. You worship that girl. You worship every. You worship plenty of things. What are you talking about? You worship so many different things. Yeah. The difference is they didn't earn it. The difference is they don't deserve your heart the way that God does. The difference is they never, they never sacrificed for you. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Certain Destiny podcast. Today is a very special episode. We have two guests with us. I'm joined by my friends, Monty and Blake. What's going on, y'all? Yo, what's up? What's up, y'all? What's up, y'all? Today's episode is all about worship. Real quick, just uh, some things to acknowledge. Again, this is another episode without Dante. Uh, We miss you, bro, and looking forward to doing another episode with you. And thank you for allowing me to do episodes with the people here at Liberty University. And second thing, again, shout out to 90.9 The Light for allowing us to use their recording studios. So yeah, um, for today's episode, as I said, we're going to be focusing on worship and the heart of worship. And this was a topic that actually Mati brought up to me. And when he did, it wasn't necessarily something that I had been thinking about, but it was something that really resonated with me. So do you kind of just want to lead us in, Monty, and and talk, talk to us about yeah just your thoughts about this and why it's on your heart yeah um i'm so excited to talk about this conversation of worship um thank you daniel for having me on the podcast of course bro Um, our our relationship that we just been building this this brotherhood has been so amazing um in, in the body of christ but yeah this this idea of worship the first question that I think will be a good um, starter is, are you a worshiper? Mm. Are you a worshiper? Um, when, when we ask ourselves that question, I think it really examines our definition of what a worshiper is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So before um, we can say, oh, worship is singing. <laughs> oh, worship is going to church and singing my favorite song. Yeah. But like, no, that is not worship. It's a, it's a, it's an expression of worship. Mm. But true worship is um, what we're talking about. True worship is building your life on Christ. Yeah. True worship is that that relationship we have with Jesus every single day on a daily basis. Yeah. No. That that's definitely a just a central part of walking with God. That's not just an optional thing. Worship is not an optional thing. It's something that comes along with the love of God and with seeing him for who he is, is giving him his, his due praise. Not just, not just, because it does include the, the music and it does include all of that kind of stuff. As you said, this, that's an expression of it. Mm-hmm. But worship in my eyes, I see is surrender. The choices and decisions that you can make and the sacrifices that you can make for God to serve him and to serve his people, to serve even the people that might not be his people, even to serve those who are living in opposition to him. That's worship. That's a heart of worship of, I'm willing to give this up because of my heart for God Mm -hmm. and because of where he's taken me. 
Um, that I also see as a huge part of what it means to worship him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one thing I think people have a, a common misconception is I don't think people understand the way God looks at stuff. I think some people, you know, especially if, if, if you're in a Christian world, sometimes you think that just because I'm not necessarily worshiping God right now, you know, I'm still okay because I'm not worshiping anything else. But the way that God looks at stuff is that whatever you're focusing your thoughts on the most, whatever you're putting your intentions towards the most, whether it even be your family or yourself or whatever you're trying to glorify the most, ultimately you're worshiping that thing. Mm. And it doesn't have to come with singing a song, but it can come with anything. It could come with a sport. It could come with anything. But ever you posture your heart, whatever occupies your mind, God sees that as you're choosing that over him. So true worship first is choosing God over everything else. It's a matter of the heart. It's a heart posture. It's worship comes from just that caring about that thing most. Yes. If it's a girl, like I, you could, um, like worship in our culture can, like there's songs, there's love songs that use that word, not in its right context, but they're like, um, what is it? You're all I, I long for, all I worship and desire. That was in, that was like in a love song or something. Yeah. Like. There is a there's a general understanding of what that means. If if your homie's obsessed with this girl, if he like is obsessed with her, you'd be like, bro, he he like worships her, and you'd use that as like an exaggeration kind of expressive language to just show how much he's obsessed with her. It's just a predisposition that he already has towards her. He just he loves her. He's so obsessed with her that people say like he worships her. That's just the overflow of how he feels about her. And that's like putting it in that romantic context to help give a better understanding. But when it comes to God, our worship for God should just be like, we are so obsessed with him. We are so all about him that worship just comes. It just happens. It's just like the what follows from how much he matters in your life, yeah. how yeah. much you really care about him. Just a, just a question I was just going to say um, that I ask myself on a daily basis is who's receiving the worship today? Wow. Who's receiving the worship? And like we were just talking about, you really have to make the distinction of who's receiving the worship in your life. Is it God? Is it Jesus? Or is it, you know, people? Is it things? Is it yourself? And, and that's just something that we can do um, practically on a daily basis to make sure that we are worshiping the Father um, every single day but going off your question um in regards to worship and leadership um that is like you said a huge responsibility it's super important because worship making sure that we worship the right way making sure that we are are living a lifestyle worship and leadership is super important for just the body of christ it's super important for those you are leading because like um blake was saying if your private life isn't matched with you leading people corporately that is super that can be super dangerous that can be dangerous to the body of christ and what you are speaking over us and and how you are um you know treating others or or, or whatever you know you may be going through yeah, yeah yeah definitely monty and um i think that 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 really brings the question okay so we're talking about you know we're talking about focusing on one thing we're talking about it's not singing you know we have 
a common misconception among Christian circles that worship is just leading a praise song every week. Worship is just, you know, I get in the car, I listen to my Maverick City music. I get in the car, I listen to my Kirk Franklin, and I'm just going to sit here and worship. But we look at the Bible out of a relationship lens. So the first thing that I like to do is compare our relationship with God. It's not the exact same thing, but I want you guys to take this in perspective like a relationship with a wife. So let's talk about this. Let's see how your wife would feel if you did this. You sing her a song once a week, and then every other week you're going out cheating with another girl. Now, when it comes to God, literally we see Christians who do the exact same thing, but yet we still say we're worshiping God. And the same fact, that's like cheating on your wife every day by putting other stuff before her every other day of the week. And that one morning you sing three songs to her. How is she going to feel? She's going to say, get out of my face. (laughs) This relationship ain't going well. You might see me three songs a day, but every other day of the week, you're cheating on me and you're giving your heart to somebody else. That's exactly how God sees us. We're created to be, God wants us to have relationships. God wants us to have friends. These are all good things, but when they take the place of God, it becomes a bad thing. That's that's for anything, bro. Anything that takes the place of God, it could be a good thing until it takes the place of God and all of a sudden it becomes abuse. So... I think that's one of the first things that you have to think about. How does this look at as far as my relationship with God? That's good. I love, there's a scripture in the Bible. It's in John 4, um, verse 23, and it says, But an hour is coming and is now here when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Wow. So Jesus is like, no, like you worship me in spirit and in truth. Yeah. Like through through the through the power and the working of the Holy Spirit through that relationship we have we have with Jesus, but also in the truth of his word. Okay. So that 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 brings me to a question, right? For for all of us to think about. And I know that a lot of people, especially if you're watching this podcast and you're not necessarily a Christian and you're like, okay, what is this Christian walk? I keep hearing all these cliche words like yeah. like worship and and all this different type of stuff and you're kinda of starting to explain what it is, but if I'm not a Christian right now and I'm I'm thinking about should I commit my life to Jesus and should I mm. should I, why would I want to make that even if I am a Christian and why would I want to make that next step to live a life of worship? Mm-hmm. And my question would be why do we worship? Mm. What is the reason why we worship? What are we worshiping? Why do we worship? How am I supposed to worship? Yeah. That's a great question because I feel like there's a it's a trick question. <laughs> Cuz yeah. If you're asking that question, why would I worship? My answer to you would be, you already do. Mm. You worship the PlayStation. You worship your movies. (laughs) You worship yourself. You worship that girl. You worship every. You worship oh, plenty good. of things. What are you talking about? You worship so many different mm-hmm. things. Yeah. yeah. They don't. They. The difference is they didn't earn it. The difference is they don't deserve your heart the way that God does. The difference is they never they never sacrificed for you. The difference is they're not the one and true eternally existing God yeah. who created the universe and sacrificed himself for you and rose again. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the difference. Yeah. Yeah. The difference is your PlayStation doesn't love you. Mm. The difference is... Drugs don't love you. Yeah. Pleasure doesn't love you. Yeah. God does. Mm-hmm. So that would be my answer to you. Why would I worship is because not only do you already do that, 
it's just about what's right. Mm-hmm. It's about justice. God deserves it. Mm-hmm. He is worthy of it. It's he's merited worship just in his own existence. He didn't even have to do anything. Even if he never sacrificed himself on the cross, he already is worthy of praise for all eternity. He already in in heaven has angels worshiping him forever and is worthy of the greatest thing that I can't even imagine. Um, So it's just that, but it's also what worshiping God does to you. And and it's not that we're in this for a transactional kind of, I'm just going to be with God so I can be a better person so I can like get my life on track. That'll happen, but it's not, that's not your main reason. He loves you. He loves you. That's yeah. why you're that's why you want to be with him. He loves you. Mm-hmm. And he wants a relationship with you so bad. Wow. So bad. You cannot imagine. I and I promise you that you cannot imagine how badly he wants a relationship with you. So it's just responding to that and, and then boom, yeah. Like that'll he's 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 the light. And so when you're with the light, walking in the light, these things come. You know, yeah. they they it'll happen. But when you also are worshiping and you have that light, it, it changes who you are. And I would say that it elevates you and it it gives you something much greater to aspire towards. So, yeah, there's that aspect of it, too, of just like the kind of person that it makes you when you are living out worship and the kind of things that it allows you and enables you to do. There's things that I probably I, I know I would never do in myself when it comes to worship, and I'm not talking about the, the praise aspect, I'm talking about the a- acting it out in regular life. When it comes to how I treat people, that's an act of worship. Yeah, yeah. That is an act of worship to, to turn the other cheek when people are, are smack you in the face. That's an act of worship. Like that doesn't happen from any human being in themselves. That happens because you are living out that lifestyle and He's the answer, and, and he those are the right things to do. When you live your life in surrender to him, you'll be at such peace because that's the way that you were intended to live. Yeah. And you, you will not live a day—I mean, obviously, we're all going to make mistakes, but at the end of the day, if you really surrender and in worship to him— you'll be able to look back on your life and say, no, I, I, I thank God I did the right thing. Yeah. Thank God I didn't make wow. that mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because it was all him. It was because of how he, how he oriented my heart. Keep wow. that in mind. How he oriented my heart yeah. that I was able to make the right decision, that I was able to treat that person with kindness, that I was able to deny myself, that I was able to say, no, let me not do that. Let me not say that thing. Let me not act out in this way. Let me not post that. Let me not wear that. Whatever it is, plenty of examples I could give, but you'll be on the right path. And it's just, it's so much better to be on the right path. Like it'll be, it's, it's so good to be on the right path that sometimes you'll look back. And even though you were on a different path, you'll say, I can't even imagine it a different way. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine it a different way, even though you were living a different way because of how good his way is. Wow. That's all. That's that, good, Daniel. That's good, Daniel. That is so good. Um, oh, my gosh. That is amazing. And I think also, too, we were actually created to worship. Yeah. Yeah. We were created to worship. Um, and that is our intent. That is the reason yeah. we we live. And the crazy thing is, is that we were never created to receive worship. 
We wow. can't handle it. We cannot handle it. Look yeah. at Lucifer. Mm. He literally fell from heaven. He was an angel. He fell from heaven because he wanted to receive the worship. Wow. He wow. wanted bro, to receive bro, Talk it. about that. Talk. Yeah. Um, he, Lucifer, and I believe it's in, um, it's in the book of Ezekiel. And basically, Lucifer was an angel at first. He was an angel. He was in, he was in heaven, right? Yeah. And he wanted to receive worship. That was, that was basically what he wanted. He wanted to receive worship, but he didn't know that only one person could be on the throne, and that was God. And the moment he went to receive worship, pride fell in his heart, and he fell from heaven. Yeah. And if that happened to Lucifer, that happened to Satan, who who's the devil right now, how much more um, can living in this culture can that happen to us yeah where where we receive the worship when when pride comes in when all of these things come in and then we just we I just a mess i say you know it's probably I mean? it's it's much more easier for us to fall into that temptation yeah. because angels they don't even have a flesh come on angels are already in that glorified body yeah. bro, and we have a flesh and we have a free will mm. i say that temptation is 10 times harder come on it is it's yeah. it's, it's way it's way more harder and that's why the reason why we live is to worship God. We we were called to, to live for him. Yeah. We were created to worship him. And um that it that is truly our purpose. I was created to worship. I was created to worship. And when we have that as our lens in our life, we we walk differently. We yeah. do things differently. Yeah. And it's not always gonna be easy, but this podcast is to really point you, you guys and whoever's listening, to this idea of what worship is. Yes. And yes. and cause if you get the foundation right, you'll get your life right. And um I really think if you do not have the right perspective of God and if you don't really understand the heart of God, it's going to be very hard for you to enjoy your worship. It's going to feel like a chore. Mm. And this is what I see with a lot of people who have grown up in Christian households and they've grown up and they have and they see Christianity as a set of rules, but they don't really see the heart behind God. And Daniel kind of covered it over earlier when he was talking about the love of God, when he was talking about how much God truly loves you. I could say for my life in general, when I came to the realization like how much God wanted me, how much God was a jealous God, how much God just wanted me to himself to just overwhelm me with his blessings and his love. Honestly, worshiping God is the best investment that you can make mm-hmm. in his life. And I'm gonna tell you yes, why. Sir. Everything else is flawed. Come on. People are flawed. We all know that. We see it right now. We see people getting bombed we see school shootings you know why because people are flawed that's 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 a fact money cannot go with you mm-hmm. we know that the more that you chase money the more that it runs away Ooh. and it's never going to satisfy and we see the people with some of the people with the most money are the most depressed people in the world why is that because they're fulfilling their heart with something that it wasn't made to be filled with wow. People, we see some people and they they have kids and they have a wife and all of a sudden they're going through midlife crisis and all this stuff is happening. Why? Because they're fulfilling their life with something that there wasn't meant to be in their heart. And when it comes to God, when you really understand how much God loves you, mm-hmm. when you understand how much God wants you, and when you build your life not just on the set of rules in the Bible, but you follow the rules because mm-hmm. you understand how much God loves you and you want to please him. Yeah the relationship starts to change and you desire to worship him. Mm-hmm. Let's go back to a relationship lens and let's look at a girlfriend or let's look at a wife and let's think about that real quick. You do stuff for your wife, not necessarily because you feel like you have to, but you do stuff because you want to. It starts to become a problem when you feel obligated. Mm-hmm. 
it starts to become a problem. That's when love starts to get shaky and that wow. feeling starts to get shaky when you feel like you have to. But because I realize how good of a wife I have, because I just like love her, she's beautiful, she's this, she's that, the way that she treats me, I'm like, man, I just want to go buy you some flowers. Yeah. Man, I'll come ride a love soul for right. you, girl. You deserve that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to buy you a car. Goodness gracious. But how much more does your father in heaven love you than her? How much more? How much more, how much more does your father in heaven want to spend time with you? Bro, there will be times your wife is going to make you mad. There's going to be times where your wife's going to disappoint you. But I can guarantee one thing. If you build your life on Jesus, he'll never disappoint you. Mm. And the heart of worship really comes from my understanding of how much God loves you. Wow. We're not doing this because we have to. Mm. And I think that's part of what's wrong with some of the stuff that we're preaching. We preach to these people and we try to force this religion on people. Yeah. Bro, you should follow God not because you have to, but because you want to. And the way that we paint the gospel to people, I'm like, mm. bro, why would they want to? Yeah. Honestly, if, mm. if we just telling people to do stuff just to do it, mm. not understanding we're doing stuff because of what he did for us. Yeah. Bro, how much does God love us, bro? Yeah. And uh, the Bible says no man can fathom how high, how deep, mm. how wide is the love. No angel, no sickness, mm. no pestilence. Nothing Ooh. can separate you from the love of Christ. Wow. So when I started to understand that, it was so easy for me to worship and cry out to God because once I realized he was the only one who was there for me in the end. Yeah. And that you go through trials with people, you go through trials with your girlfriend, but there's one person who's going to stay strong with you for your entire life, and that's God. Mm -hmm. So for all my business people, that's the best investment that you can make, I am telling you. Mm -hmm. Listen, trials come to the sinner, mm -hmm. and trials come to the saint. God reigns on the just and the unjust. Yes, Trials yeah. will come on both people, but the difference between us and the sinner is that we have a God who unconditionally loves us in the end. Yeah. And you know that that saying, like, bro, who got you smiling like that? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. when you think, when I think about that, I just feel like God showed me so much goodness. Mm. And, and not even just, not even just specific blessings, but just I'll be on a walk and I see the sunset and, and it just, it's like, I can see God in that now. Mm. And it's, it really, it, it's kind of like, bro, who got you smiling like that? It really, I, I'll walk around and I just, you, it overflows. I just, hallelujah, God, mm. that is so good. You're so good. Thank you for your goodness. I can't help but worship. What's that? If, um, I think Jesus said at one point, if you guys don't worship, the rocks will cry out. Yes. He yes. has to, like, he he's merited it. As I said, like, mm -hmm. it just happens. And especially as somebody who wants to worship, like, you better. Yeah. yeah. He, you better. Like, he is so worthy of it. And you'll, you'll see, and he'll show you, and it just happens, and it just overflows. You just can't help but say thank you for your goodness, mm -hmm. God. It's just you because you see it and it's so good and it, it makes you feel that way of like that that joyful bro who got you smiling like yeah. that you know yeah. like that's a yeah. genuine yeah. thing that you can experience with God yeah yeah let's think worship just like Daniel and Monty have been getting that worship is a natural thing that will occur hmm. worship is is just you pleasing something and desiring to to please that thing desiring to serve that thing desire to bring praise to that thing and we do this subconsciously mm -hmm. every day yeah so. Anybody who's listening to this podcast, you worship every day. You spending time, just like Daniel said, on YouTube every day. You spending time with your girlfriend. Whatever you want to praise and whatever you want to please. And even if that praise comes to you, that's worship. Mm -hmm. But let me question. Wouldn't you want to praise something that's actually going to give you something back? Mm 
Mm. Wouldn't you want to pray something that's never going to disappoint you? Wow. Wouldn't you pray something with a real reward in the end? And we all putting our praise to the wrong place. You're praising this stuff. And it's and it's natural because since the beginning of time, there's been religions and there's been everybody's been searching for God and everybody's been looking for. We have so many different religions across the country and people are trying to think of the right things to praise. But what if there is one thing that we can praise that would never disappoint us? See, that's why we lead people towards Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not just about a religion. Yeah. It's because there's something better out there. Yeah. It's because there's something that if you worship, and it's not about getting stuff back, but I'm telling you, the love of God is much more than the love you can give to Him. Yeah. The love of God is so overwhelming. It's more overwhelming than anything I've ever felt. Yeah. The Bible says we loved Him because He first loved us. Yeah. Just just a scripture to encourage you guys. John 4, I believe this is like our foundation for today. But Jesus is speaking to the Samaritan woman in verse 13. And it says, Jesus said, everyone who drinks from this water will get thirsty again. But whoever drinks from the water that I will give him will never get thirsty again. So it's that same idea of like, what are you drinking from? Like, because if you drink from Jesus, you will never get thirsty again. Yeah. And like in my life, I've drank from the world. Like I'm the first person to know, like it does not satisfy. It doesn't doesn't satisfy maybe for a a temporary moment. Right. Because this world and this culture, everything is instant gratification. So quick, everything's moving so fast. We get, oh, I got it now. But with Jesus... Man, he he never runs dry. He never runs dry. Yeah. Um, And I have an analogy in mind because I can imagine some people. I know some people who will have the heart of here after hearing this being like, okay, man, I want to worship. I want to. I want this really bad. And I'm sure there's many people who have such a hunger Mm -hmm. for this and maybe don't know how to get there and maybe aren't at a place where it's like, well, I mean, I'll see the sunset, but that doesn't mean I'm singing hallelujah every single time. But I think that like to get there, it's just an experiential knowledge. Mm -hmm. So the analogy is we all know Antarctica is cold, right? We can all say that and say it's true. Antarctica is cold. But if you've been there, if you've been to Antarctica and you've experienced that and you've gotten like almost frostbite mm-hmm. and then you come back to here and you tell people Antarctica is cold. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It carries a different weight and you can't help but say that with a different level mm-hmm. of truth and experiential knowledge because I yeah. felt it. I almost lost my mm-hmm. whatever fingers to, to frostbite mm-hmm. there. Like it's you can't help but know that it's true. You can't help but say that. And in a similar way. I don't think God wants us to just say, God is good, God is good, God is good. You know, on, on repeat, I'd just I know it. But I think he wants us to experience mm-hmm. that goodness yeah. in a similar way of experiencing that coldness in Antarctica. I'm not saying God's cold, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. to really experience what we're talking about. So that way, when we do say it, it comes from not just, oh, yeah, I read it in a textbook but no i was there myself and i can testify Mm -hmm. i can it's it's not just i believe it but i can testify Mm -hmm. and so i would just say to the people that do genuinely want to worship just be with god and he will show you he will take you there he will show you his goodness also we are deeply flawed people let me not let me not like portray us in any different way like yes we're walking with god but like 
we're we're flawed you know what i mean so we don't we're not perfect we don't have it all together um but at the end of the day no matter how many things we say it can only come down to we just want to point you towards christ yeah Yeah. we just want to get you and god to spend time together Mm -hmm. that is it yeah. That is the goal of this is for you, listener, whoever you are. I, don't, I mean, if you're from the 757, shout out to, to my people back home. Um, but like you and God to spend time together. That's it. Mm-hmm. I also read the Bible because there's so much truth and there's so much guidance yeah. on how to do this walk. Yeah. And and obviously the community and that's this that is what you know this is a I would say this could be described as community and and the wisdom that comes from that so yeah like it's just about you and him and he'll show you and he'll take you there to where you can just genuinely worship yeah yeah you you definitely nailed it on the head um, for those who truly hunger that worship um, and I just want to speak to. Um, maybe there's some people, there's probably going to be many people in here from Liberty listening to this. Um, I'm, I'm a Christian leadership church ministry major, and I was kind of going in between being biblical study or, you know, leadership. And, you know, I have a lot of biblical studies friends. And I think if I want to encourage you right now, I just want to say that, like, you know, the Bible isn't a textbook, you know, Mm. the, the Bible is the, is the living word of God. Right. But I think a lot of times we can look at the Bible as as a textbook and it's it's an assignment or it's this or that. But but it starts it's it's really the intimacy. Like theology should never be over intimacy. Yes. yes. And and when you have that mindset, now you can walk into your into your major or if you're a biblical study major with with such intimacy with the Lord, but also theology. You know what I mean? And that's where I'm trying to walk in. Um, And and I'm telling you that that intimacy with the Lord is so so important um and i heard i heard someone say intimacy is into me you see Mm. like into me you see so in that relationship we have with the father with jesus um it he 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 already knows us he knows our heart but we're looking into him like we're seeing all the parts of him he's love he's goodness he's he's faithful to us he's all of these attributes yeah so just speaking to that person who like really has been wrestling with um you know building that relationship and that intimacy yet you know the bible it's really that intimacy and going and laboring in the presence of god yeah 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 I think studying the Bible is good. I think memorizing scripture. I think all these things are good things. But I think the heart behind reading the Bible to be to get to know your father more. Mm -hmm. I think the heart behind reading your Bible is to build the relationship with your father. Everything, worship and, and having a heart to worship, having a heart to obey is all the fruit from your heart being in the right spot. If your heart is not in the right spot, it's going to be very tough for you to live a life of worship. For a life of worship starts with the heart. And the only way to clean the heart is to speak to your father about cleansing your heart, to wash me white as snow. Just like Daniel said, um, there might be some people here questioning, like, okay, okay, so we're talking about worship. We know why we worship. Now, what am I supposed to do? Like, I don't even understand. I, I know you guys are saying all this stuff, but but what practical things am I supposed to do? And I'm not going to give you those practical things, but let me tell you, whatever you seek, you shall find. God says, seek me 
and you shall find me. So those, bro, the more that you push into Christ, the more that you try to follow Christ, the more Christ will make it give you more understanding and wisdom on what it is really like to follow him. The more who's in genuine people with a genuine relationship with him, who will show you how to truly walk with God, who will show you how to truly live a life of worship. So if we're talking about a life of worship, that brings me to a question. What's What does a real worshiper look like? Because we have... First of all, we have the prime example, which is Jesus. Yeah. And we have many people in the Bible, but we have David, who who was a man after God's own heart. We have many people. What were the qualities of these people? What did they do to live a life of worship? What were the disciplines, the practical things we can do daily to live a life of worship? Yeah. Wow. That's a that's an amazing, amazing question. Um, Let's see. The first person who came into my mind is Joshua. Wow. First person that came into my mind. And I was reading the book of Joshua. Many people know that scripture. I want to go to it. Hopefully I can find it. But in Joshua 9, Joshua 1, 1 9, this is right um, right before Moses, you know, went on to the Lord, <laughs> basically. And literally what was, what was said in um, Joshua 1, 9 um, was basically like, Joshua, do not depart from the law that Moses has given you. Like, meditate on your word day and night. So, like, I believe, honestly, that from Joshua, you know, watching Moses as a worshiper, you know, yeah. that relationship with God, um, um, being in the midst of worship, and being in the midst of um, Moses, that he already grasped what true worship was. Yeah. It was yeah. like, you know, meditating on your word day and night. Yeah. And like for me, like I would honestly say like that is that is truly so important. And that has truly helped me like to really labor. And you were talking about that. Like I believe we are such in a season of labor. Like I feel like the Lord is saying you are no longer in a season of rest. Like you're in a season of labor. Like you must labor in my presence. Like you must like you must you must do the work. You yeah. got to do the work. Yeah. And um and and the, yeah, just do the do the work and I'm speaking to myself right now, but we have to do the work in this season. Yeah. So I feel like I really feel like God put this question on my heart to mm-hmm. just ask um whoever like Please genuinely ask yourself this, and I, I'll ask myself this too, but like, do you respect God? Mm. Um, do you honor him? And I think whenever it comes to the miracles that Jesus performed, he always gave glory to his Father in heaven, and that was always the constant theme. He always acknowledged him, but a heart of worship mm. is is so grounded in a deep respect for God. Um, and this this analogy does not get old because it's the one that God gave us, but it's it's that relationship, marriage as, analogy of our relationship to Him. If you respect your wife, there's certain things you just won't do. Yeah. If you respect your husband, you're just not going to do these things. Um, and not only are you just going to withhold from doing certain things, mm-hmm. but also, like, if you're really in that relationship with them, it's not even going to come into your heart to to want to do them because you have that respect mm-hmm. for them. And it's not, it's not even just about not doing things. It's also about doing a lot of things yeah. for that person. Yeah. Um, and I just, I, we got to really I don't know 
I just felt like he put that on my my mind mm-hmm. in a heart. Do you respect me? Um, do you respect me enough to to hold back and to stay consistent with me when you're around that crowd of wow. people that don't respect me? When you're around that crowd of people that are less mature than you? Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing that came to mind was this verse, Psalm nineteen fourteen. That says, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And I think that was kind of what you were talking about a little bit, Monty, of just like, that's the heart. I just yeah. want what is on my heart and mind to be pleasing to God. I just want yeah. the things that I think about mm-hmm. to be elevated and to, and to be pleasing to you. It's mm-hmm. all about him. Mm-hmm. Our own like mind, our own thoughts, like... Mm-hmm. It's just giving that up to him. Yeah. I just want you to be happy with what I'm thinking about. Yes. It's all about surrendering it to him. That's not an aspect of ourselves that you're not willing to give up to him and, and lay down. There should be nothing that you're holding on to that you are unwilling to hold, lay down. Yeah. And let me talk to myself from like 2018, man, because... Mm. <laughs> Come on. Bro, I just remember being at this place in 2018 of like listening to sermons, but knowing that there was stuff I was not willing to give up, knowing that, knowing I was like, nah, yeah. uh, nah. Yeah. Like, that's such a tough spot to be because yeah. in one way it's genuine. In one way it's like, no, I, I, I want that. Mm-hmm. But in the other way, it's like, I'm not willing to give that up. I'm not willing to 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 fully let go of that thing yet. Yeah. But you haven't experienced God's power yet. Mm-hmm. Is is at that point in time, I hadn't experienced God's power to to know that, like, there's that He'll take me through a process to where I am ready to let go. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, it's like He'll just He'll show you He'll take you there yeah. to a place where you don't have to. Like by the time you let go, you're not going to want that thing in, anymore. You know what I mean? Like if you really want that thing and you're not willing to let go like you're not there yet you're not ready to let go god has god has more to bring you through because everything that i've let go of it's like i don't even want that i would so much rather god be happy with me letting letting that thing go i would so much rather what he has instead of that Mm -hmm. that yeah just get get rid of that i don't i don't even want that like no um so yes like Boom, do you respect God? And then everything after that was just elaborating on on that. Yeah. And that that's worship. That is worship. That's that's one way that worship really looks like in your life. Yeah. It's like before you can experience the fullness of worship, you got to let something go. Like, wow. You got to let something go. It's going to re- there's going to be a requirement um that you got to deal with your sin like that that's so important yeah um again i keep going back to john 4 before the samaritan woman could experience this living water jesus dealt with her husbands yeah yeah jesus dealt with her sin (laughs) literally yeah yeah, so it's like before we can experience the fullness of what worship really is in that life 
you're going to Jesus is going to he's he's going to he's going to deal with your sin first but it's 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 a it's a um it's a loving way it's a it's a graceful way yeah. a merciful way like he treated this Samaritan woman with so much grace and mercy like Samaritans people they didn't like them you know what yeah, I mean they were yeah. just the running Jesus away Samaritans from, hated each right, other right they hated they hated each other right yeah one thing that you were saying Monty that that stuck out to me when you're talking about sacrifice let's be clear Whenever you want anything in life, you have to make a sacrifice. Mm, So if you're choosing this, hanging out with this person over this person, you're making a sacrifice. If you're choosing playing the PlayStation over studying, you're making a sacrifice. If you're choosing studying over playing the PlayStation, you're making a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. I am telling you guys, the sacrifice will have the biggest payoff in the end. One of my favorite scriptures that I live my life by, and this is Jesus and John, and he said, those who want to lose, who want to save their life, will lose it for me, mm. and those who will lose their life will save it. So, yeah. if you lose your life for Christ, you will save your life. But mm-hmm. if you desire this life, you'll lose it. And one thing that was just sticking out to me is that Monty said he was talking about spending time with the right people. I heard Monty say something: Are, are you hanging out with genuine people? Are you hanging out with people that? are encouraging you to worship that are that are pushing you to worship how do you know like some some people some of you guys on this podcast you guys want to be worshipers Mm. but you constantly have something in your ear you constantly have another person in your ear so every time you try to get out of that hole every time you try to get out of that ditch somebody's reminding you of your past sin somebody's Mm. reminding you not just of your past sin somebody's trying to push you back in the place where god is trying to pull you out of and with god you have to be intentional one of my favorite uh, authors, his name is John Maxwell. Mm, and one yeah. thing that he loves to say is Come everything on. worthwhile is uphill. And Ooh. with God, God is the most wa- worthwhile. His love and his, bro, I'm telling you guys, God is the most worthwhile thing in this world. But chasing God is just going to be uphill, just like chasing success is uphill, just like chasing everything mm-hmm. is uphill. Uh, he's, one thing John Maxwell said, I've never heard of a book that's just called Coasting to Success. Mm-hmm. It's always climbing to success. So if you really want to experience this fullness, if you really want to be intentional with your worship, you have to take some intentionally take some things out your life. Yeah. Some of you guys have seeds right now, mm-hmm. and seeds, every seed is meant to sprout and flourish into something. It's supposed to plant into something. But some of you guys have seeds planted in the wrong soil. Ooh, speak on that. Be intentional, wow. be intentional about changing your environment and putting yourself in the right soils. Luckily, God gave us free will. And we're not animals. And we have the ability to reason. And we have the really ability to make choices. But are you making the choice to put yourself in the right environment? You can control your environment. You can control who you talk to, who's encouraging you, who's pushing you down, who's lifting you up. If you want to have a stronger relationship with Jesus, start hanging out with some people who have a genuine relationship with the Lord. And you know what Jesus says, how you know somebody has a genuine relationship with the Lord? Judge them by the fruit they bear. James says that fresh water and salt water cannot flow out of the same spring. So if they're saying one thing, but their life says differently, that should be a clear sign that they're not bearing the fruit that they're supposed to bear. Mm-hmm. I don't care what any pastor says. Anybody can get on a podcast and say anything. Anybody wow. can get on social media and say anything. But until you see their life, until you spend time with them and really get to understand who they are and how they live their life, then you don't know what fruit they're really bearing. Mm-hmm. So if you want to spend time with the right people, look at people whose life is a direct testimony mm-hmm. to the work of Jesus. 
Listen, people who are really following Christ and people who are really genuinely, they might make mistakes. I'm not saying they're going to make mistakes, but their life as a whole is a symbol of God's goodness. Their life as a whole, their life is their testimony more than their words. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you guys, especially at your age, friends mm -hmm. will come in your life and they'll try to tell you anything. Anybody can tell you anything. But don't listen to their broke uncle oh. for money <laughs> advice. <laughs> don't listen to a divorcee three times for marriage advice. Yo. But if you want to learn how to be a true worshiper, find somebody who's a true worshiper and humble yourself. Paul always talks about a teachable spirit. Mm. Humble yourself and learn. And people who see that a man, a kid our age is willing to humble themselves, people will invest in that person. That is, whoa, that, that is amazing. That, speak, that speaks to so many different, like, you know, things that we're, we were just all talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, making sure that, you know, you're, you're teachable and, and you're, you're around the right people. And it's, you, you, you came out of Matthew 13, the parable of the sower, right? The parable of the sower. And it's like, are you planting on good soil? Mm. Like, I don't want to plant on rocky soil. Like, it's, yeah. gonna, bro, it, it's not going to be good. I don't want to plant in the sun. It's going to get scorched, yeah. right? Yeah. But we want to plant on that good soil so we can have good fruit. Yes. And um, I don't know why, but I, I don't know why I'm feeling like, I need to talk to like leaders, like especially okay. worship yeah. leaders. Bro, I was literally just about to say, yeah, I was literally ahead. just about to say you should go there. Yeah. Um, because this is, yeah, I think this is so solid for, mm -hmm. for the, the majority. Uh, I mean, everybody actually, mm -hmm. every, even the leaders, but like for the people that are leading yeah. and for the people that are taking on that responsibility, mm -hmm. I hope you realize what responsibility you're taking on. Yeah. So yeah, it, even this, even this, I would say is like, it, this is like, this podcast is like a leadership kind of thing. And so mm -hmm. it's like, this is a heavy responsibility as well. And as I said earlier, it's, or actually, I, would, I said that off the record. Um, a goal of this podcast is to stay consistent with it in my own life. Mm. Like yes. the the goal isn't just to reach people. Like at yeah. this point, the things that I'm talking about, like it would be, I'd be failing the, mm. this podcast. I would be failing at its goal if I said everything exactly the same. But if this wasn't truly who I was, mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I I think. That's got to be, you know, for everybody. Uh, but yes, please just oh, yeah, go on yeah. about the worship leaders who leaders. are who are yeah leading us in worship. Yeah, worship leaders. Mm. This one's for you. <laughs> so um, yeah. you're okay. So when you're a worship leader, you're the purpose of a worship leader, right? Is to lead people into the awareness of God's presence. Yeah. That is that is the purpose of a worship leader. And um you you can't lead someone to a place where you have not been. Ooh. Like the presence of God. Yeah. You can't lead them there if you haven't been to the presence Let them of know. God. Yeah. Yeah. And um I always have this rule. It's it's like 90/10. So like it's like 90% you're in the presence of God, that intimacy and then like 10% like corporate worship. Yeah. And like corporate worship is like, you know, leading people in worship like that's corporate worship with the body of christ yeah and um last night not last night i'm sorry a couple nights ago i was in prayer and um the lord was really speaking to my heart and he was saying like you know lead them into the presence of god like lead them into my presence don't like drag them like don't drag them and i and i think 
if if you want to understand that, basically, a lot of times we can lead people in worship, and and it be, and it can become almost as like a job, and 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 something. Well, it is a job for some people, but it can almost become a job and just something I do every single day. And um and I'm just okay. I'm just going to get up there, lead worship, sit my behind down. You yeah. know what I mean? But no, like this is a responsibility. We're not supposed to drag people into into the presence of God because honestly. Like when we are corporately worshiping, we all should have that relationship outside. Yeah. Like yeah. it's 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 a private matter so that when we come into corporate worship, we are all ready to be led into the presence mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. 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 As a worship leader, your objective should not be to get the people hype. Yeah. As a worship leader, your objective should not be to get people pumped up. Your objective should not be able to get people to worship. Your objective is honestly to worship the Father. Yeah. You're up there leading worship because you're leading worship to the Father. Mm-hmm. So as a worship leader, and I think many people get confused. They're like, hey, I want to hear somebody clap in here, which is cool. I'm not mm-hmm. saying any of that stuff is bad stuff. But you should worship as if the only person in that crowd is God staring right yeah, yeah, yeah. at you. Come on. We're not worshiping for people. We're not worshiping to please people. But we're worshiping to please God. We're singing to please God. So that leads us, what does a real worship leader look like? Mm. Like, like, because we hear about uh, Christian worship leaders all the yeah. time doing this and do this. And I'm pretty sure people have in their head. And I don't know if there are any pure leaders anymore. I don't know if there's any yeah. real worship leaders with real character. Mm-hmm. What does a real worship leader look like? Yeah, I think a real worship leader, you must have courage. Mm. Like, you must have courage on... Um, Whatever, if you want to call it the platform or stage, leading people, you know, into the awareness of God's presence, like to the Father. You know, you must have courage to do that. Yeah. It can't just be, okay, I'm going to get up, sing the song, and sit down. Yeah. You have to navigate what the Holy Spirit is saying. Yeah. You have to, um, you know, have courage to, to really do it and to live a life on stage and an off stage. Mm. Um, I think that's what a worship, a true worship leader looks like. You have to have courage. And you have to be very personal with God. I mm-hmm. think it's just like if that has to be the most important relationship in your entire life. Yeah. Um, and you have to be all out for him because I, how are you going to be led by him and hear from him in, in the moment if you don't talk to him on the regular? Mm. Um, and like everything, the only reason I feel like I'm even able to say stuff I say on these podcasts is because of my personal walk with him. It's not like... Um, this isn't a performance. This is overflow in the same way. This That's what it should be for, Ooh. like, the musical side of worship. That shouldn't be performance. That should just be overflow. And I'll just give an example at my church. Shout out to Hill City, bro. Shout out to Hill City. Um, shout out to everybody there. Man, oh, my gosh. This past Sunday, uh, worship went till 2 o'clock. And the reason it went that long is because the person leading worship, um, she was like, okay. It, it, was, it just got really powerful at the last, last song. And we had a schedule, mm-hmm. um, but it just kept on going and kept on going. Yeah. And then she was like, I feel like we have to recognize how special and how God is moving right now. Yeah. And so we're going to keep on going. Y'all can be dismissed, but if we're going to stay here, we're going to be going for a while. Mm-hmm. And it went on for like two hours, bro. Wow. And it was so powerful. There was like, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was so needed. Um, but I just feel like if 
the worship leader doesn't really have that intimacy with God where they can't hear him. Mm. It's like we would have ended and I don't know that those people's lives wouldn't have been affected in that way. Cause I know I was affected. Yeah. Like I've, I've, this past week I've been thinking about things that happened during that worship session. You know what I mean? Like I've been thinking about what it said about me and what it, it showed about where I'm at with God and, and things like that. Like just the impression that I got from worshiping him and how great he is. Like literally that's been on my mind throughout this whole week and that would have never happened if it was just like okay we're sticking the schedule done at 12 yeah everybody you're good um yeah. so it's just like are you letting god in your personal life to the point where you can be led by god mm-hmm. on stage yeah again let it be just that overflow you have to have courage you ha- like you have to have courage to allow the Holy Spirit to navigate you. Yes. On the stage, on the platform, yes, whatever yes. you're on. You have to have courage because if if you I'm sorry, like I've been in that place, I didn't say this or I didn't um sing this song. Yeah. Because there might be a song um you're leading worship. There might be a song that Holy Spirit is telling you to sing that's gonna break something off somebody else's life in the back. You know what I mean? Mm. Like there's there's a song that's attached to somebody's like breakthrough that will lead yeah. them to Jesus yeah. in yeah. that moment. Yeah. Um and that's the work of the Holy Spirit. So we really have to um not quench the spirit. Trust the spirit. Trust have the faith spirit. in the spirit. Yeah. And um, just leadership in general, like, like um, honestly, if you study Jesus, if you really study Jesus and you take a step back and you look at the way that Jesus lived his life, because Jesus is the prime example of leadership. He teaches us about leadership. He doesn't rebuke us about wanting to know about mm-hmm. leadership. Jesus is a prime example. And everything that we saw about Jesus's public life everything that we saw about the miracles that we jesus did more than anything we see in the bible is jesus goes by himself and prays to the father whoa jesus goes over to the mountainside Mm. jesus goes over he leaves the disciple he leaves everybody Mm -hmm. you know what more than anything jesus avoids the crowds but we have a lot of worship leaders today who is looking for a crowd Mm. let me say this one time if you can't worship and you can't sing in front of one person Mm -hmm. just like you sing in a thousand you're not meant for that right now and you're not mature enough right now Mm -hmm. because it didn't matter who jesus came across whether there was a crowd there or not jesus was going to preach his message and he was going to heal people Mm -hmm. and if you were really meant to be a worship prayer you worship by yourself yeah it's something that you do naturally it's something that you do out of your love for god Mm -hmm. and the second thing is jesus i mean he gives the greatest example of what leadership really is i mean whether even i mean most of the people here are christians so they believe he's the son of god but even if you were to deny Mm -hmm. that jesus is the son of god you cannot deny that he was one of the greatest leaders of all time he was the greatest leader of all time period we had socrates uh plato all these people and if you add up all the years of their teaching they taught for up to 200 years Mm -hmm. and we have jesus who taught for three years and there's currently what three billion people in christ two thousand years later he's led three billion people to himself books two thousand years later the bible is the most read book of all time so even if you don't believe that which he is but we'll get to that later (laughs) even if you don't believe that he's the son of god and you want to learn about leadership study that you'll eventually realize that he's the son of god but jesus shows us what leadership is and what does he say he says do not be like the romans do not be like these people who lord it over you that 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 their leaders who lord it over you put stuff over them but the leaders will be the servants among yeah. you 
And being a worship leader starts with having the heart of a servant. I'm not being a worship leader so I can be seen. Mm. I'm a, there's, there's this position called RS on campus, and I'm an RS, and we have to interview people, and we have to hire people. And the biggest thing that I want to know is why are you doing it? Yeah. Why are you doing it? Because I can deal with somebody whose heart's in the right place, but if you're doing it for other people's approval, that's going to be catastrophic to the ministry that we're mm-hmm. trying to do. Because there's going to be stuff that God causes you to do that people are not going to like. Wow. And that's why just what Monty was talking about is going to take courage. Mm-hmm. And you know where that courage comes from? Your personal time with God. Yeah. Let me tell you why. Me and Monty, let's say we got a close relationship. Me and Monty, we're tight. Mm-hmm. I can say some things about Monty and be very bold about it because I know mm-hmm. him. Right. I have the authority to speak about it because I really know Monty. Yeah. If I'm a real person and I don't really know somebody and I don't think they really that type of guy, I'm going to get quiet when times get tough. Wow. But when it comes down to it, if I really know Monty and I know his heart, I'm going to say, yo, I can speak about this and I can talk about this and I have the authority to talk about this because I had the relationship with that person to yeah. talk about it. Yeah. And it's the same thing with the God. Even greater with God. The reason that we can be so confident when we worship, the reason why we trust in the Holy Spirit is because we spend more of our time with the Holy Spirit than we spend in front of you guys. So who do you spend your time with? Mm. Who do you allow to influence you? John Maxwell, like I said, I I could quote him all day. Mm. He teaches the 80 20 principle Mm. and that's to spend 80 percent of the time with the people you want to influence you and spend 20 percent of the time with the people you want to influence And the problem is we're spending 80% of the time with people instead of 80% of our time with God. Bro, when you spend all your time with God, just like Daniel said, you're preaching from an overflow. And some of you Mm. guys are worshiping on empty. Whoa. Mm. The gas tank has been empty for a long time because you haven't filled up that gas tank with that personal relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what a, a leader should never have to say? What? Wait, hold on. I'm in charge. I'm in charge. Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> Hold on. No, no, no. Listen to me. Listen to me. Mm-hmm. A true leader should never have to say that um, because they already carry that authority. Yeah. Like you were saying, I already know that person. Mm-hmm. I already know Monty well enough to speak on him, to represent him. I already know God well enough to, to lead people to him, to accurately. And it's all, it's again, it's all him, but I, I'm in relationship with him to the point where I can communicate his heart to people. Yes. I don't have to be like, no, no, um, uh, 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 give me, words. give me your attention. Let me listen to me. Listen to me. Like, mm-hmm. no, that's, that's not, that's not real. That's not what that is. Um, like if you're in that leadership position, it, it better be from a place of I know him so I can represent him. Not no, I know Monty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like uh, totally, totally. Yeah, me and him, yeah. we we're real close. Yeah, you can believe me on that. Right. No, that's that's obviously like you're not there. Mm-hmm. Um, that that just should be where it's from. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Daniel. I love that word authority. That's an amazing word, mm-hmm. and I just pray that this is some homework. Spend time with God, you know, yes. like go into his presence and he, I pray that, um, he will give you authority because you are coming in contact with him. Yes. He has all authority. And, and our worship leaders, like you, you carry a, a responsibility. Yes. But you carry authority yeah. with you. People listen to you. Mm-hmm. 
that's the position that you're in. If you bring a word yeah. and you're talking to a congregation here at Liberty, we got worship leaders that speak to thousands of people yeah. at a time. You realize how many people are listening to you, mm-hmm. listening to you that will, the things that you say will leave an impression on them. Mm-hmm. That's authority. Yeah. That th- something you can say, something that can leave your mouth mm-hmm. yeah, might actually affect somebody's life. Yeah. That is a scary level of authority. Yeah. And if it's not empowered by God, it's a, it's a really scary position to be in. Yeah. yeah. That's and, go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah. Woo. That makes me want to ask a question. And I want everybody who's listening to this podcast. And then this is a, a mentality check and a heart check that we're all going to have to ask ourselves. Does the person make the title or is the title making the person? And what I mean by that, are you a worship leader just because somebody gave you the title worship leader? If you weren't a worship leader with that title, would you still be a worship leader? Mm. Because honestly, God exalts people and he puts people in positions that are supposed to be in positions when they're already doing that from the start. It's not, you're not a worship leader just because somebody calls you that. I don't have character just because I finally get to the position. Some of you guys are not even worship leaders, but you're saying, you know what, once I get there, you know, you know, once I get that title, of course I'll get it right. But that's not how God sees stuff. Mm-hmm. God says, get it right now and then I'll give you the title. Mm-hmm. But you want the title first. It's not the person that makes the title. You can have the title be a boss. And how many of us have had managers and bosses that were terrible mm-hmm. because they led off of a title? They led off of a title instead of leading off a character, instead of leading off the mm-hmm. person that they're supposed to be. Just because you have a title does not make you a leader. Yes. I want to say that one more time. Just because you have a title does not make you a leader. Mm. Being a leader is what makes you a leader. Mm. And understanding how to be a leader comes from a strong relationship with God. And you can lead people in leaders can lead people in negative ways and they can lead people in positive ways. I, people, everybody wants that position, bro. The position, yeah. it doesn't matter if you have the position. If your heart's in the right place, whether you have the position mm-hmm. or not, I'm still going to do what I'm do. I'm not yeah. a pastor right now. I'm not a preacher right now. But you sure know I'm still going to preach that gospel yeah. wherever I can go. Mm-hmm. And you know why? Because that's who I am. Yeah. I don't need the title. Mm-hmm. I know who I am. Yeah. And the worst thing that you can see is an insecure leader is an insecure leader because everybody is trying to trust in you and putting their trust in you and you don't even know who you are. Mm. So, bro, don't let a title define you. It doesn't matter if you have a title or not. You should be a leader whether you are on a worship team. You should mm-hmm. be a leader whether you're in, uh, whether you're a greeter, whether you're for the sound system, whether you're drums, wherever you call it. If you are, have the ability to influence somebody mm-hmm. to go in a certain type of way, you are a leader. Yeah. Period. You're always leading somebody to go mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Where are you leading them to? Yeah. Is the question. Everybody who's watching, do not let the title fool you. Mm. There's plenty of people who have a title who aren't supposed to be there. Come on. There's mm. plenty of people who are sitting on the wrong seat on the bus. Mm. It's like, I think of kind of like assignment versus, you know, the purpose. Yeah. It's like, okay, my purpose, like you were saying, the purpose is truly that relationship with the Father, like living that life of worship. And the assignment might be worship leader, but if you don't got the purpose right, yeah. it's going to be real rocky. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like, you got to get the purpose right for the assignment. And then with the assignment comes instruction. Yes. Many people have an assignment without an instruction. Yeah. How are you going to do an assignment if you don't have an instruction? Like, I was just talking, me and Daniel were talking to at Chipotle, and it was like, Okay, like we have an assignment in class, and if we're not given the instruction, yeah, like 
the assignment will like get done but it ain't gonna get done right mm -hmm. like with instruction Facts. from the lord it will get done right and that is through the working of the holy spirit what is the holy spirit speaking to you um what is the holy spirit telling you to pray about over mm -hmm. the house mm -hmm. over the, mm -hmm. the campus yeah. so that you know okay like i need to we need to sing this song that's going to like you know speak to depression we need to sing this song that's going to speak to addiction so this is something i know i would really enjoy so mm -hmm. some people might like this but whether you like it or not i think this is a a healthy question to ask yourself think of five to ten people that are in your life right now well enough like they're they're close you're y'all are close to a point where you could represent them to someone else now ask yourself genuinely if somebody was going around and to ask those ten people tell me about you like whatever like for me if it was my 10 closest friends um and somebody was asking them like tell me about daniel what do you know about daniel and if they were being real honest what would their answer be um that should tell you a lot and i would spend time with that like genuinely spend time with that like in your notes write down those people and think about spend time alone with god thinking about what they would say and what that says about you and who you are because i know blake and he's like one of the most consistent people i've ever met bro you are cons mad consistent it is always the same thing it is it is always about god it is always about christ i you don't switch up we have good times don't you know like don't get it wrong but yeah are you being consistent with who you are around every single person um and even if you are being consistent, is it good consistency? Like maybe you're just consistent, but you're bad. Like you're just straight up like, like they all got the same thing to say about you, but that's not good. It's not a good thing to say. Um, so just ask yourself that. And I think you'll, it should say a lot. You should hopefully got to open your eyes to where you can get an honest answer with that. Um, but yeah. I just wanted to come against something that the enemy works in. Mm. The enemy works in isolation. Ooh, tell them. Enemy works in isolation. So there, I believe there are so many leaders who are hearing this, and the enemy has really been isolating you, putting you in a bubble. Mm. But that is not God's call in your life. Yeah. Like the Holy Spirit is relational. Yes. We are supposed to be fellowshipping and, and having community with people. Um, so yeah, never be isolated. Like try your best not to be isolated. Yes, um, make sure you, you're reserving intimacy um, with the Lord in that private time. But the enemy works in isolation and he'll tell you things about yourself that God did not say. Wow. So yeah, for leaders and for just anybody out there, um, be around people, get to know people. I'm so grateful for Blake and Daniel and just like the group of people that they've introduced me to because before I'm definitely more on the introverted side. Yeah, yeah. I'm not as extroverted, but I'm so grateful for um, them because it's like you guys are like pulling me out of my shell. Really, yeah. really. And um, it's it's as you guys are doing that, God is so working through that. And mm -hmm. he's just um, growing me in such a, a, an amazing way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we come against isolation in yeah. the name of Jesus. We do. In the name of Jesus. Yeah, I mean, I could keep going for hours. But that, that, that title thing yeah. is really getting me. Like... Um, that's what I see. I see so many people there. They're going into worship, and everybody wants to be a worship leader, but are you trying to do what it takes? Mm. Like, I have so many, I see so many people who's trying to seek a title, but they're not trying to seek the character of cake to keep that title. 
Let me tell you where's the worst place you want to be. And we see it all throughout the through all throughout the world, Christian, non-Christians. We see it with pastors who sleep with somebody's wife. We see it with NBA players who's cheating on their wife. We see it with people who are raping, killing, all different types of stuff. You never want to get to a level of success where your character cannot keep you. Never want to get to a level of success where your character cannot keep it. Before you ask for a title, ask for a strong character. Before you ask for a title, ask for a strong relationship. When you, when all this stuff starts, when your character starts to develop, when your relationship with God starts to develop, the title will come. But if you get to a place where you have a title and you don't have character, it's sinking sand, bro. It's only a matter of time before everything flips on you. But get to your character and the title will come. I would say that one more time. Do not get to a level of success where your character cannot keep you. Stay with your character. Seek the things of God. Seek the things of the Lord. This is such a plot twist from the way that the world thinks, the way that the world will teach you. The world will teach you success, success, famous, this, that, that. And we see all these people killing themselves and then they're the most successful. Mm-hmm. We saw all these people when the time gets tough and when trials comes, their character wasn't there to hold them. Mm-hmm. Build the character and the title will uphold you. It's not about the title. Be that person. If you really want to make a difference, if you really want to influence people, don't seek a title. Don't just try to become a worship leader. Be a worship leader without the title. Ooh, that is, yeah. All of this is God speaking so much. Um, Do you guys have any closing thoughts that you want to share one last thing before we wrap this up? Yeah, I just feel that you know, God is so willing to give us revelation and knowledge and wisdom. Um, like you said, seek me and you'll find me. Just seek the Lord and he will um, give you everything you need to walk in the calling he has called you to. Um, so just seek Jesus, seek him who's the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. Um, the um, I'm sorry John 14 6 says I am the way the truth and the light no one can come to the Father except through me that is through Jesus Christ everything we talked about today is through Jesus Christ you can't do any of this without going through him without having that relationship with him and that is that's everything that's eternal life you know that's the gospel so yeah hey just thank you for Daniel for inviting me uh monty both of you guys man i was such great stuff i learned so much on this podcast learned so much man Mm -hmm. all right then um that's gonna be it for today's episode guys i yeah this was definitely special um thank you so much for listening just shout out to monty and blake for for joining me thank you all for real like this was so great this was solid thank you i just want to um just celebrate you daniel you know what i mean because you you celebrate so many people you come in contact with and i just want to celebrate you just for your um consistency for you just being intentional and every single relationship you have with people and not isolating yourself but building relationships with everybody it is amazing that is a gift you are a bridge you are a bridge you bridge the gap you bridge worship leaders, people. You bridge everybody we're talking about today. So thank you. May the blessing of the Lord be over your life. Dude, you got me tearing up, bro. <laughs> thank you so much, Monty. Uh, that means a lot for real. Right now, bro. Thank you, bro, for real. Um, wow. Wow. Praise God. Um, 
Yo. <laughs> All right then. Um that's yeah, that's this episode and um yeah, I would uh actually real quick. I would just say guys, this podcast is um it's kind of getting some traction. So, I would appreciate if you could share this podcast with somebody you know. Um I really feel like if there's if there's a friend that you got that you feel like this might speak to, please send it to them. Um I would encourage you to do so. I believe God is using this podcast and um I would love I would love for more people to hear the message that we have. So yeah, please share it with people if you feel like it. Uh that would just be greatly appreciated. So yeah, that's all for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to Sorry Destiny podcast. Hey. And we'll see you in the next one.